Hello everybody and welcome back to Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the Game Master head tonight. I'm Dane, the Viking head. Pretty cool heads. Uh, Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and even play some games. Um, last week we played the first half of a, or last time, last time we played the first half of a one-shot, and today we're going to be finishing it. Dane, why don't you tell us what we did last week? All right, so last week uh, you were running, a, you are still running a session for me in 18, I said it again, I said it last time, I said it again, <laughs> uh, it's not 18, it's 870. The year is 870, and I am a Viking warrior. Was on my way back uh, from the Great Horde, uh, their fight in England, but we, our ship, got eaten by a kraken, and I am in the belly of the beast, fighting through fish monsters and crab monsters. Uh, so let's uh, finish this up. Uh, let's go back to Vigloff and his journey through the Kraken. Yes. So, uh, last time you had just slain a big crab monster that climbed out of the corpse of a whale that was being digested in the guts of this monster. I did. And you kicked this butt. And, uh, what happened there? You found... I found a bow. Yes. Found a badass bow. With some arrows to go with it, because otherwise it's useless. Oh, real quick, before we get started. Snap. Well, since we got started. Ah. Skull. Skull. Um, so, you're feeling pretty good. You, uh, you got through that fight with aplomb, I would say. Uh, you didn't take a hurt. And you kicked its butt, and then you got your loot. Um, now, the the dust of combat has settled, and you can see that the uh, the bioluminescent veins that you were following, um, they kind of lead towards this whale carcass. And you can see from the hole that the monster ripped out of the inside of the whale that um, there's another there's another hole in the wall there. There's another uh, tunnel, a a tube of guts for you to. Continue down, yeah, Sweet. through the guts of this disgusting dead whale. I crawl through it. Uh, now that I have my bow, uh, my axe and the axe that I picked up are hanging from my belt, and i um, got my bow up. Alright. Bow at the ready. Because, you know, it's scary in here. Everything so far has tried to attack you. So... You're moving through some gut tunnels, and you're seeing a lot of the same. Squishy, uh, inside walls of a big sea monster. Occasionally some more tidal, like, seaside um, landscape. Bits of, like, coral that have grown big banks of, like, barnacles and stuff on the inside. It's very much like the inside of a coastal cave. And just with the... Uh, uh, with, like, organic floors and walls, so, you know, it's gross. And it stinks. It stinks like low tide. But you're getting used to it, and you've got a mission. As you're climbing through, crawling through these tunnels and stuff, you, uh, you notice a different sort of light ahead of you. 
almost like firelight. The light of a fire. I creep up. Creeping. Um, give me a stealth roll. I do not have stealth. I have dexterity of eight. Okay. Eighteen. That's pretty good. I've been on point. All right. So maybe stealthing is not the strong suit of a berserker, but you're able to creep quietly along. Uh, around the next bend in the gut tunnel, you see another opening into a larger sort of organ chamber. And this one has quite a lot of like coral and rock and driftwood bunched up along the sides of it. And it looks, you know, like a smaller, more cozy place than you've seen before. And you see a man, or the figure of what looks like a man, hunched over a driftwood fire, kind of up against some of these coral rock sides of the chamber. Uh, I do a uh, predator senses finds. Does he smell like a man? Does he look like a man? Is he moving like a man? Does he sound like a man? Is it, in fact, a man? Okay. So that's perception of seven with predator senses makes it an eight. Okay. That's not so hot. Three. Mm. As far as you can tell, uh, it's a man, but it's uh, it's a man who, you know, you wouldn't necessarily uh, recognize. He's He seems kind of shorter and smaller than, you know, the Viking folk who you're of and also who you spend most of your time with. And uh, he's wearing a lot of just, like, furs. You can't really see his face. He's just, like, hunched up by the fire. And it looks like he's got a, you know, a, a heap of driftwood that he's collected. And he's trying to keep warm by his okay. little gross fire. With, uh, with the arrow on the string, not drawn, but, like, ready to draw, our, our hail, I'll give him a hail. Okay. Be like, yo, dude. Um, he looks up. And looks over at you, and he's like, oh, kind of surprised and a little wary. But maybe maybe less shocked than you might expect someone to be if you were, if you were sitting beside your campfire in the belly of a sea monster and someone just, like, you know, rang the doorbell. You might be a little more... Sure. You might be a little more perturbed than this guy seems to be. He seems to be taking everything in stride. Um, let me ask you something about Viglaf. Uh-huh. Uh, would he have ever seen an Inuit? Would he ever have gone far enough west to see Greenland or Newfoundland? No, but... Um, so, he's not the only of this... The only person working for this woods witch, she has warriors uh, all over, well, a few warriors that go all over the place. So he's probably heard tell, would probably be able to recognize that that's who it is, and be like, oh, I wonder if they speak in my language. Okay. So, not super familiar, but you see, uh, you know, a man who's shorter and slighter than most Vikings, and he has a very uh, broad wind-burned face, and he's got, you know, just a thin mustache, thin black mustache, and he's got um, furs of, like, seal and, and wolf, and that's all he's dressed in is just animal. Mm -hmm. And he uh, 
doesn't seem to like he he recognizes that you're speaking to him, but the noises that he makes aren't a language that you know, and he doesn't. But he does seem to kind of gesture you to the fire, to like yeah, you know, offering you some place by his fire. I I release the arrow from the string and put it back in the quiver and be like, yeah, we're cool here. Okay, let's share some fire. All right. Um, as you walk up towards him and his little his little fire, give me a perception roll. Base perception or predator senses? Predator senses will help you with this. Eight. Okay. Fourteen. That's uh, that's good. Um, so you see lots of bones all around him. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> lots of bones. Um, some with like scraps of flesh still on them, but all around this like sort of hunk of coral and rock on the side of this gut chamber where he's built his little fire. The floor is just littered with bones. And he sees you kind of look around and he, like, makes a kind of smiley gesture and gestures you again to his fire. I, I walk up a little more wary now. Mm. <laughs> I know what that means. <laughs> you know, well, uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush too much. His mouth opens... And he was just a corpse of a man with a big eel inside of him. Oh, okay. Gross. Uh, and a big, like, yellow and green spotted eel explodes out of his mouth and comes at you for an attack. Uh, dex plus your combat is nine? Yeah. Okay. So he's coming at you. Ooh. And he gets you. Um... He misses with his jaw, or it, the eel. It's a gross eel monster, disguised as a man, for nastiness. Um, he misses with his jaws, but he kind of wraps you up in his folds. Uh, what is your, what's your toughness? Toughness with armor or base? Uh, with armor. Ten. He's trying to properly start it, and your dex is higher than his. So you get a full turn. Uh... How thick is this eel? The eel is like um, as as thick around as like a a child or a like a young teenager's body. So pretty thick. Yeah, pretty thick. Not as thick as like you, but like thicker than your arm or your thigh. I I pop an axe out. I pop my axe, the good axe. Mm -hmm. Pop it out in my hands. I try to wrap my arm around this thick bitch and like hold on and like grab it and then you know give him a whack okay with my axe uh so like two actions one to yeah one, one to grab one to grab and reduce his getting away yes all right uh give me give me a roll grab. for just wrapping him up so nine on his decks. Grabbed him with a 19. That's good. All right. So you got a good grip. It's slimy, but there's also, there's like fins and and texture to get also a good grip. super strong. So you got this guy. Oh. This eel monster. Um, roll for your axe attack. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> 15. 15. Got him. All right. Um... Damage of your weapon? 
damage of my good axe. 14 plus strength, so that moves it to 22. 22. Minus his toughness of 8. Alright. Uh, your axe bites deep, and you feel it you know, you feel it get out right in there. Bunch of blood spilling out all over you, getting stinky and slippery. Yuck. Um, and as your axe is, like, up in there, you feel some, like, jumps and pulses as it is up against organs inside of this monster. Um. All right. It didn't like that, nah, and it worked. tries to uh, it tries to escape from you, from your grip, and from your from your axing. Uh, what's your base dexterity, or base actually strength. strength? Give me strength. Doesn't matter. It's the same. Eight. 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 All right. Eight with its strength of twelve. All right. It's able to thrash clear of you. And get some distance from you. And it kind of ah, hisses at you before it lunges again, but this time going for, you know, a good solid bite on your neck or your chest oh. if it can. Um, nine is your yeah. defending. Oh, and it gets you. Bummer. Chomp. Um, toughness with your armor? Ten. Ten. Oh, there's another one. So you feel the teeth, but uh, are you wearing, like, rings or... Uh, uh, what, what sort of armor? You're wearing, like, wolf I'm wearing, furs so, like, and stuff? I imagine it like uh, Ragnar's in Vikings, the history show. So, like, thin thin leather strips, but, like, woven mm -hmm. over and over and over yeah, and over yeah. again. So, like, pleated? Yeah. Uh, That's what it's called. Like, pleated. hide? Pleated, yeah. Okay. So through the through the leather and the the wolf skin, so you can feel the teeth, but they're not getting into your flesh. You're like, oh, sweet, that's not great, and you're just kind of knocked aside. So you take another glancing blow, um, and then it's your turn again. All right, uh, is it still attached to me? It's not attached to you, but um, it's like right there. So it didn't get a good bite, and you kind of sidestepped it. Okay. Uh, I want to... First attack is... First action is bring my axe up under its jaw and, like, smash its jaw shut. Give it a good bump. Mm -hmm. Bump uppercut. Not with the blade, but just, you know, the... Okay. So just, uh... Well, so damage will just be strength. Yeah. If you can get it. But away. just a bonk. Okay. Like, get away from me. Get away, you... So nine is my value. Roll to one. So mm. that's great. Mm. Your uh, your axe kind of slips out of your grip, clatters to the floor. Oh, that sucks. All right. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Indeed. Well, you've got more stuff. I do have more stuff. Uh, I bring my shield up. All right. In between me and its mouth. Okay. Um. It tries to bite, 
down on you, and if it can, you know, if it can get the shield and toss it away, but better, it would like to just chomp your head. Sure. Uh, Have a plank of wood, you stupid monster. <laughs> and it fails. It now tries to slither away and uh, takes cover amidst some of the coral and jagged rocks. So it's still very much like in the fight, but it's retreated back and kind of around the middle of it dangles the body of this poor guy. Gross. As it slithers back into the holes around the uh, around the rocks and coral. Alright, uh, pick up my axe. I don't know if that's a full action. What else are you going to do with it? Uh, I would put it away back in my belt. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll let you do that. Alright. Then bring out my bow. Okay. Put an arrow back on the string. I'm like, bring it to a half pull. So just like, just when it's starting to get hard. And then, like, take a, take a shifty around. Where, where did it go? Where the next attack is going to come from? And maybe I can just escape. Okay. Um, it's, uh, so you can see it clearly. It didn't, like, disappear into a, mm. into a, into a crevice. It just tried to, like, settle in amongst the rocks. Oh, okay. So that, you know, it would be undercover. Um, so you have a clear, like... I know where it is. a clear okay. shot at its face okay. or at, like, a section yeah. of its body if you wanted yeah, to. Yeah, well, then I fucking shoot there's, it. like, rocks around it. <laughs> I thought, like, it, like, went into no, the no, bones no. Yeah, and yeah, rocks yeah. and, like, oh, where did it go? I'm going to have to wade through it and it's going to bite me. No, no, no. If I can see it clearly, then fucking shoot it with my bow. Okay. Bam. Um, it's got just cover advantage. Okay. So, That's fine. Uh, I minus, got a bow hunting skill. Minus two to your roll. Uh... You're rolling with nine as your value? Yep, because I got bow hunting. Bow hunting. B. Okay. Cha. Three. <laughs> <laughs> That's not gonna do it. So uh arrow clatters off the off the stones. Rough. Alright. Um It rushes at you. So both of its actions to close the distance and uh and attack, but at a uh dice roll penalty. So, do do do. In this, also, he has been because of your first good axe attack. He's been taking some damage, and as he, um, he's been continuing to take damage because of the wound you inflicted on him. So as he strikes out at you, you can see blood splattering out of the hole in his side, and there's blood all over the rocks and the floor. But he's still got it in him to make this attack. So, uh, nine. That would be enough, except for the rush, except yeah. for the penalty of the rush. So he fails, and now he's kind of like laid out right in front of you, fully extended, like a like a snake that just struck. Okay. Uh... Like on the ground or in the air? In the air, but, you know, like he's recoiled a little right. bit, but he's sure. fully extended uh -huh. eel head body out in the air. I mean, I got my bow in my hands. Hard to, like, I don't want to drop it. Mm -hmm. I just, another arrow. Another arrow? Right, you know, maybe, uh, 
Trust in the dice. A oh, trust in the dice. Mm. Uh, vital blow him in his mouth. Vital blow. Okay, so both actions to uh, increase the damage minus one to your roll. Yep. Because he's out of cover now, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so nine is my value, and I roll. Shucks! I rolled a one, buddy. <laughs> uh, Last time I ever trust in the dice again. Shoot. So, not great. Um, you lash yourself on the wrist with a bowstring, <laughs> and in your like hurried shot, the arrow wasn't—it uh, wasn't resting on the riser. So the arrow just kind of like flops off to the side, and you take a glancing blow from uh, from from the string, and you're just poorly handled shot. Bomber. Fortunately for you, though, that begins his next turn, and he takes one last bleed. And dies. Yay! <laughs> so he kind of goes like he's gonna attack you again, wriggles and flops, and you know his his tight eel muscles fail, and he flops loose on the floor like a noodle. <laughs> noodle. Sweet. Lucky. All right. Uh, can I pick up the arrow I just flubbed? Uh, yes, okay. you can. The I one that. Um, that one's probably gone. Yeah, the one into the rocks that one broke. Yeah, but you still have eleven shots. All right, cool. Um, toughness penalties. Toughness penalties are gone. Did you take any wounds? Nope. I don't think you did. Just glancing blows. All right, so you're okay. All right, I is that like bag of bones still like standing? No, it's uh, it's just kind of. Wrapped around the body of the eel. Oh, so, you know, like, it was crouched by the rocks, and you couldn't see that it was just, like, an eel using it as a sock puppet. Mm-hmm. And when it burst out of it, it kind of ruined it. So well, it's, just a, it's just a sack of dead guy anyways, hanging off the... Um, I give a short little, little prayer mm-hmm. to my gods. Like, what a, what a horrible fate. Yes. I pray for that, man. And uh, where's where's the the throbbing? You're able to clearly see another couple of exits to this chamber, and one of them is uh, bigger than the others, and is clearly where like you know the bigger veins are coming from. Follow the veins, yeah. baby. So after a while of following through and climbing and exploring, and sometimes you're like wading through puddles of seawater or muck or blood even sometimes um the chambers and the uh the tubes the veins or whatever they start to get larger and eventually you find yourself in the largest chamber you've seen yet inside of the um kraken inside of the kraken and there's a weird sort of ring of rocks and coral in the center of it with a raised uh with a raised sort of platform of of uh sea smooth stone and disgusting like organic lumps and nodules and hanging above it is what looks like some sort of organ some sort of beating heart thing uh with strands connecting it to the floor and the walls and the ceiling and it's just kind of hanging there a few feet above this 
central altar area. Um, and the altar is solid rock. Yeah, it's oral? it's solid rock with like with uh, like protrusions and strands leading up to this heart thing. Hmm. Uh, I do a shifty around the room to see movements. Uh, any more eels hiding in meat puppets or okay. fish people or, <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. Um, value of eight. Okay. Rolled an 11. That's pretty good. Um, this one's sort of variable because uh, there are no monsters for you to see. There's nothing else, like, in here or moving. Um, but what you do see is... Uh, this appears very much to be a central area or chamber. There are lots of other um, entrances around. Some of them are like up high on the walls and near the ceiling. Some of them are, you know, down ground level where you're at. Um, and there's also lots of big, big sort of uh, barnacly growths around the side of this chamber. Some of them are clustered around the big strands that lead to the heart, and you can see, like, veins of this blue bioluminescence. Um, but some of them are just in clusters around. So lots of places where stuff could hide or sure. come out of, mm -hmm. but as of right now, you don't see anything. All right. Uh, I will walk up to the... Do the altar and the throbbing heart thing. Mm -hmm. uh, not all the way. Not all the way. Like, um, <clears throat> let's say a range of, range of six. Okay. Range of six away from it? Yes. All right. So as you get closer to it, um, you can hear what's clearly like a heartbeat. You're inside. Big near the heart thing. Um but the whole mass in the center, this this suspended mass of organs and like heart, it twists around no. to uh, you know towards you, and you hear a voice say, "Come, come closer, warrior." And you see there's a man like in the center of this thing, sort of like uh, Captain Keys in Halo, okay. or what's a better one? The um, the pirates in Pirates 2, the ones who have like become part, part of the ship. Of the ship. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. So there's a man here. Looks like he was, you know, a big tall guy, um, with you know, curly hair and a and a dark beard. And he once was a man, but now he's a mutated and mm. disgusting appendage of this thing. But he's also at the center of it. It seems like he might be the heart, or definitely he's, like, grafted onto whatever the heart is. Okay. And he says, A warrior, come closer. Uh, no, I'm good from where I, I can hear you just fine, buddy. Uh, why don't you, uh, take out a couple arrows and, mm. like, stick them in the, like, squishy, is it still squishy where it's I am? It's still squishy, yeah. Stick them in the squishy. And, like, I'm, I'm good from where I am. <laughs> why don't you just, I can hear you fine. Ah. <laughs> uh. He says, a warrior, you, you don't trust me? You don't know who I am? Big he's belly like, line. he's very expectant. He's like, you, you don't recognize me. Trust you? Are you kidding me? The last guy turned out to be an eel. Mm. Well, that's understandable, I suppose, your, um, 
your your mistrust, but I I am not it's it's unfortunate the things that grow in here. Yeah. That I have no control over them. Uh-huh. I'm trying to make him Italian. I can't <laughs> do a voice. Italian. Italian. But I don't have control over that. You truly do not know me. Uh, I roll for do I know him. Okay. Um, what's what's your mind? Six. Okay. How how far traveled is Big Luff? Not very. Not very. Just from uh, like Norway to the with his Witcher compounds, I guess. Not really a compound, but like he knows a decent amount of what's happening in like mainland Europe and like in the Mediterranean. Okay. But uh, only second hands. Okay. Um. So we'll set this pretty high, but we'll see. Uh, what's what's your mind? Six. Six. Fourteen. Fourteen. Mm. Not high enough. Um, but you've, so you haven't been, but you know a little bit, you think like maybe Mediterranean, you've, you've met, uh, you know, travelers and, you know, Mm -hmm. Vikings have brought back slaves and servants and stuff. So you think maybe Mediterranean, but he spares you any need. You don't know him, but he says, I, I am the great Odysseus. I can't believe you don't know me. I don't know what the guy looks like. Oh. Like, I heard, uh, you did some shit. Well. Right? Those Greeks, they sure love you. Some, uh, some shit I did. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) I, uh, I shamefully offended the gods of my land, the gods of the sea. And when I died, my tomb was consumed by the ocean and I was cursed to this undeath, to... Um, to roam the seas and punish others. And you, warrior, I have smelled your shame through the sea, but I also thought that you might be the one who could free me. Uh, would that free myself? Uh, it would free your soul, I'm certain. Oof. Buddy. I'm sorry to uh, have put you through so much, but I sensed you traveling across the ocean with a weight on your heart, and I also saw a fire there. And I thought maybe you would be the one to make it through the denizens of my new form and make your way to me. For if someone can slay me, you would free both our souls. Alright, I mean, I was gonna kill you. <laughs> I was gonna try to kill you anyways, uh, to be honest, since we're having some real talk here. Uh, how, how do I, how would I do that? How would I, how would I go about killing you? You must pierce the heart. And he turns some more and kind of like, what used to be his arms and he kind of, you know, spreads out to expose his belly and his chest to you. And he sees, ah, you found my bow. Excellent. There's nothing better for piercing hearts. Alright, uh... A nod. Okay. Um... Sounds like... Uh, a deal? Mm. I guess? Like, did do we need to make a deal, <laughs> or can I just shoot you? If uh, you... 
I, I think if you slay me, you will free both our souls from this nightmare. Um, give me, what's your dex? Eight. Okay, we're gonna do a reverse. Give me a dex uh, roll. Eight. With pretty big difficulty. Fourteen. Oh, not enough. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, we gotta do the, the last encounter. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, as he says that, as you make it, uh, the, the chamber rumbles and the whole thing shakes and suddenly out of a lot of the... Uh, a lot of the openings, the tunnels around you, a huge, like, rush of seawater comes in Gross. and sweeps you up and kind of knocks you across the chamber. And it, you know, splashes around and tosses you over to the side. And as it happens, Odysseus is like, ah, I can't just let you slay me, I guess. I, you know, I, the my body will fight you. Body? I thought we had a deal here. Uh, I so like, am I like nothing? I I want nothing more, but I can't I can't stop what this thing does. Sometimes was that just like a like a blast, or like is the chamber filling up with water? The chamber's not filling up with water, but now there is water like up okay. to your knees, okay. and uh, so the barnacles are starting to open, and out of them are crawling fish warriors. Okay. Um... So did I lose those arrows I stuck in the in the goo? You did. Okay. You lost three three of your arrows. Okay. Uh, I do a quick check to make sure my my bag of rocks is still mm. secured on my body. Okay. Um, is it? Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. So as long as that's good, we still got a fighting chance here. Uh, I'm gonna loose an arrow. Okay. At, at Odysseus. At Odysseus. Yeah. All right. So here's uh, what I'll say about that. The range of your bow is nine. Yep. You're at about you're at about twenty right now. That knocked me him. so f- yeah. that far back. You were, you were swept across the chamber, and now oh there's oh my god. Uh, you know now there's ankle deep water and puddles everywhere, and there's fish warriors crawling out of the barnacles. All right. Scratch that. Is there like a tube that I can crawl away from? <laughs> crawl away <laughs> from this weird place. Um. There are the like. There's the tubes around, but there's just like water coming in through them. All right. How close is the nearest fishman? Uh, nearest fishman is about ten away. They're like they're emerging from their pods around the center where where Odysseus is. All right. Well, I'm gonna spend ten away in what direction? Like in between me and the heart, or like. Uh, yeah, ten away in basically the same direction as the heart. The heart's about twenty away from you, twenty spaces. Mm. Um, the nearest fishman came out of some barnacles about ten spaces from you. And like in my way. In your way, yeah. And there's more. You're you're seeing about a half dozen emerging. Alright, well I'm gonna last two actions. I'm going to, I'm going to use my wolf's snarl 
the biggest snarl you have ever heard mm-hmm. anybody from the North Sea to the Mediterranean has ever heard. And just, I want to freeze the fish people in place with fear. Okay. So we're going for a big, big intimidation. Yes. To give you, give you some breathing room. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what's your value on that? Nine, if it's on strength. Okay. They're not, their average attribute is four. So, it's not the hardest thing in the world to, to give them an intimidation. Yeah, that didn't, it didn't work out the way I thought it did the first time. <laughs> but, you know, a natural 20 here wouldn't go amiss, Dice. No, okay, that's fine. It's a seven. I mean, that works. So, like, they... Your value is nine? Yes. Nine. So, you know, that's enough to successfully, like, you did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't steal their turns from them, though. Bummer. Uh, and you still have another action. They all have kind of like, oh. I run. You run towards, uh... Towards, towards Odysseus. Towards Odysseus? Okay. Um, so you, your what's your speed for? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh... Several of the um, several of the fishmen are near enough to close with you, but uh, because of your successful intimidation, yeah, boy, they don't have uh, they don't have enough actions to to move and attack. Okay, um, except for one who has throwing spears like the first guy. So one guy toss a friggin' toss a friggin' spear at you. Uh, nine is your value? Yeah. Oh, that he misses. He rolled a four. He sucks. Small favors. Alright. So your turn. Alright, so I'm 16 away now? You're 16 away. I run another four. Okay. And then I bring my shield up for any incoming attacks and do an opportunity dodge. Okay. Forward. All right. So, like, essentially running with my shield to block, but I want to move the next four spaces. Okay. So, uh, you've made some distance. Some of them are closer. Some of them are further now. Mm -hmm. And uh, the ones who can move close enough do an attack. So, another one throws a spear at you. Okay. He needs... What's he need? You have your shield up, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, actually, that's pretty good. He needs a 16 or better to hit you with his spear. And he rolled a 3. So... Easily bonk off a spear, kind of not very well thrown at you. Um, and then two more guys get close enough to swing at you with, with blades. Uh, but they... Well, so yeah, your shield is in play. I say they still have the... Uh, 
I think shields. They still, still have the disadvantage. Oh, but one of them got gotcha. you. But the other one missed. As long as he doesn't chop off my arm, I think we're okay. <laughs> what's, uh, what's your toughness? Ten. Ten. Ten, 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 ten. Alright. He gives you a slash along the leg. Well, my leg also was a no-no. It's not great. Um, so, leg wound, minus two to toughness, and a minus two to speed. <clears throat> um, but, we'll say... Okay, with all that dodging, you know, how, how many so, spaces did I gain? Right. So, in that, like, movement, taking your, uh, using your opportunity to, uh, to move forward, you get a full four. So, oh, hot dog. So, baby, we're in range. You are, yeah, you're in no penalty range with the bow. All right, baby. Uh, so I can, I might get hacked in the back, but uh, I take aim on Odysseus. <laughs> and I, right. let a, I let a coral fly. It's not a coral. An arrow. It's a shaft. <laughs> I, let a, I let a shaft fly. All right. So, nine, with nine. my bow hunting. Okay. Whatcha? 20! You love to see that, folks. Oh, that's perfect. Fucking, you love to see so that, folks. perfect. Odysseus is hanging there, begging you to fucking kill him. And after you clear those fishmen, Dodge a couple take fish a wound, you get a, you get a clean shot. Right through the center of his chest, and he fucking slumps in his strands and his, you know, disgusting anatomy that he's held up by. And an even greater rumble starts to fill the chamber. The whole beast, the whole kraken is thrashing and shaking, and you can feel it. Suddenly, water pours in much more water than before. It doesn't just, it's not trying to, like, push you away or... You know, mm. it was almost like he was throwing up before, like okay. the Kraken was sure. gagging to get you away from something. Yeah. Now it's just full of water and you're suddenly swept up, completely submerged, tossed around. And all you can hear is rushing and you can't see anything. Um, give me a, give me a dex to hold on to your stuff. Specifically my bag of rocks. Your bag of rocks. Nine. That's not great. Your weapons go flying, no. but you're you're trying to hold on to your bag of rocks. Yay. <laughs> um, but you're just, you know, you're being tossed around. It's really uh -huh. hard. You can't see anything. Well, give me a strength roll. Strength. To hold on to your rocks. 16. That's good. All right. Rocks still in your hand as the, like, the movement around you starts to cease, but it's been so long, you've been underwater, and you're still just, like, in darkness as far as you can tell. Until you think you see some light ahead of you, or above you, in the in the water. You're not sure if you're still inside the Kraken or in open water. Okay. Swim towards the light! Alright. Uh, you don't have swimming. Just dex, dex to move? Yep. Alright. And what we say? There was a penalty for your... My rocks? For your rocks. This is just a minus one to your roll for the rocks. 
Nine. Mm. Uh, you don't really feel like you're making much headway. Mm-hmm. And a couple of times you're like, uh, uh, trying not to breathe. And like you're definitely swallowing water and your vision's closing in. But then suddenly you don't feel so much of it anymore. And the light's getting brighter. And a beautiful Valkyrie oh. is just floating under the sea in front of you, and she reaches out her hand. Grab it! To take you to Valhalla. That's that's okay. <laughs> um, that's the end of the Kraken adventure. <laughs> my rocks! I didn't get them back to my woods witch. No. Uh, well, we'll have to get into that. That didn't really come up. It didn't. I'd meant for... Well, yeah. Um, so, that's the end of the Kraken adventure. That's the end of our second uh, live play adventure for Two-Headed Game Master. Um, Specifically tonight, we wanted to talk about, or we wanted to showcase the combat system. Get into some more fights. Uh, Dane, the whole thing, I guess. What, uh, What worked for you? What didn't? Setting, gameplay, how'd your character play? What do you think? Uh, I think it all worked really well, but of course that's the answer going to be every time because we know how to do this. We made it ourselves. That's true. So of course we know. Uh, I liked um, the, you know, you said it was going to be a combat heavy thing and it was. It's just combat one after another, you know, a little bit of like traveling, like, you know, set the scene, like you're in a gross sea monster, but you're going to fight something. And then you fight it, you, you beat it, and then, you know, same thing. Uh, so, like, real good dungeoning, I guess, right? Just, like, moving from one room to the next, fighting bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did you find the, um, the character that you built? Uh, did they work well? Did you feel like you got to use the stuff that you created for them? It's just a one-shot, so you're not going to necessarily use every right. skill or fully... Um, yeah actualize um, a character but like I think it's you set it up real well with telling me oh it's it's 870 Combat. you're a viking vikings aren't like the the type to be like oh well you know what's the what's the trick here uh, you know what's the other angle on this rock you know they're they're <laughs> like earthbenders uh-huh. there is no other angle um, so I think he worked really well, but also like it was, it was a hard character to mess up for what the story ended up being. Mm-hmm. Like making a Viking, I don't see how a Viking could have gone wrong. In that, you know, it's not like he was like a oh, I'm gonna be a, a classic, you know, a trooper with my loot. Like that wouldn't have played. Yeah. Right. Well, we might have found some ways to to make it work, but you still would have been attacked by creatures, and then. You would have been a little out of your depth. Right. Which can be very fun, mm. but in a situation like this, like, it would have been lame to be someone totally unsuited for it and then, like, die in the first mm. couple adventures, or the first couple right. encounters. So, that being said about how it's dungeon one room to the next, uh, where did you have to deviate from your plan as a game master? Where did I see something that you hadn't planned on? Um... The only times for me, uh, because this was a one shot, I didn't really do, um, I didn't really do very much 
uh, like design of the space. There wasn't a lot of like branching paths or anything. I basically just gave you one way forward, um, which isn't really like terrific dungeon design. There wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of ability for you to explore. Sure. So in that, I didn't really have to deviate very much. I just moved you along to the next thing. And sometimes you were in a chamber and I said there were, you know, multiple like ways and stuff, but you were, you were going for a specific thing. And if you had picked a specific tunnel, I would have probably just brought you to the same encounter to move through these encounters. Uh, I didn't have a bunch of optional encounters that you only hit a certain amount of. I had, sure. I had the encounters that we played tonight and that was it. Um, as far as that goes, I guess, how did you find, like, you know, player agency in this? It wasn't a very, uh, there wasn't a lot of freedom to explore. But, you know, I found player agency in other ways, like, uh, like that bag of rocks that I kept carrying. What's up with that, folks? What is up? Let's Uh, tell everybody about your bag of rocks. So. Admit for that to come up a couple of times. So, what it was is, Cosmo sent me the intro, like, background and you know here's what you need to make your character i made a character uh so this wood witch which i kept saying mentioning uh she wanted my mission in england was to bring back some of the roman wall uh both walls hadrian's and antonette's or the other one um because the romans also fucked with magic Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna say that's a thing uh so well, she definitely, would, like, in yeah. this setting, I would, like, I would, I would definitely right. Well, you got Odysseus being a Kraken. Yeah. The Romans, <laughs> when they built their walls... I certainly would have entertained the idea that, like, stones from Hadrian's Wall had some magic to them. Right, they put some spells in there when they built them, and, like, yeah, sure, they're gone and crumbling now in 870. But, uh, yeah, so that was, that was the deal with the rocks, is... My woods witch was like, hey, you're going to go to England, you're going to fight in the great heathen army, and you're going to bring back me some rocks from the wall. Hmm. Uh, and so that's what I was doing. I definitely needed those. That was also a... Um, so when Dane told me that stuff about his character, that fit really well into uh, it being a path, a path to redemption for his character, which I had already you know, kind of had in mind as the end of the session. Like, you were either going to die in shame, or you were going to die valorously and heroically freeing Odysseus and freeing yourself. But you were going to die no matter what. It was just the conditions. Were you going to go to Valhalla, or was it going to be a shameful death? Oh. Um, what else? Okay, so what about this session? Well, you go ahead. Uh, I'm assuming I'm going to say the exact question you were going to ask. Uh, what about this session worked well in the Eclipse? How did Eclipse help this be a successful session? So, like the last one, like the uh, the Mountain Cities sci-fi adventure that we played, um, this is a this is a showcase of the versatility of the Eclipse engine. This is more of a focus on the combat system and the things that can come out of a combat encounter, but uh it's set in like the historical you know age of viking exploration and also there was a bunch of you know magic and 
fantasy hoopla to it. Uh, we didn't really need to do any work to adapt the system to that. I needed to create the monsters and I needed to set their values. Um, and I set all their attributes and, you know, like combat values pretty low because we needed to get through these encounters and Dane was just one person. Uh, in a party, I might have made the encounters harder, you know, with more people on a team to fight them. But then everything would have taken a lot longer as well. That's, uh, yeah. you know. Uh, I think the Eclipse also works really well in... Uh, it doesn't have to be historical, but in already well set up universes, like mm -hmm. uh, historical is a great example of that, though. But like you could also do something in like the Halo universe, right? Or, or like Lord of the Rings or something stuff that so, people know, yeah. Uh, and it's really easy to look up stuff about, so you don't necessarily have to like make maps and world build and. You know, like, uh, for example, uh, if you compare the two sessions, it, when the session I ran for Cosmo, he was constantly asking, like, world questions. Like, what does my character know about the world? Because I'm not so sure because you made this up. But, like, in this time, it's like, I I did, like, maybe one about, like, does my character, oh, I guess two. Does my character know what an Inuit is? And does my character know who Odysseus is? Mm. I, as a player, know both of those things. Mm. But then it's a you know a different kind of role, and the the Kraken part of it like that's the you know that was the departure from from normalcy for this adventure. But if I'd chosen to keep it grounded in you know just like England and Vikings fighting Saxons, there's any number of quick Google searches to um, to find out information that you need in order to play those. Or to, you know, play stuff in those settings. So that is, I think, a, a real plus to the system. And we tried to show it with that adventure. With this adventure. I think that's going to do it for this episode of so Two Party Game Master. Uh, you can always find us at 2HGM.com. Leave us uh, your comments. Love to hear from you. Give us your feedback. Um, also at 2HGM.com is a free copy of the Eclipse Engine, or free PDF to download along with character sheets. So if you want to play Vikings who get swallowed by Krakens, you can go download that for free and start that right now. Also is a link to our Patreon, check that out. Uh, if you want to support us, we would love it. Join us next time where we're going to do an episode about Game Master Tips and Tricks. Uh, thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song Pond Hillow's Finest as the intro and outro of our program. And that's it. We'll see you next time. See you next time.